Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about the most appropriate possible topic for this crazy time. It's most appropriate because it's been a source of escape for a whole country who desperately needed one. And it's also most appropriate because it shows the power we have as artists to shape reality for better or for worse, and the risk that we take when we let go of the ethical implications of the words that we write. We're going to be talking about Tiger King. We're going to be talking about Tiger King as a documentary, but we're also going to be looking at Tiger King as a film. We're going to be looking at it as a mini-series. We're going to be looking at it as an adaptation of a true life story. We're going to talk about why people got so hot and enthusiastic about it as a story. And we're also going to talk about why people got so hot and angry about its ethical and political failings. As many, 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 many articles have pointed out, Tiger King does not function like a typical documentary in that, well, not everything in there is uh, exactly, you know, true. Rather, Tiger King's actually been rewritten like a work of dramatic storytelling, with the repurposing of certain clips and the exclusion of others in order to make you fall in love with a character that you probably should be reviling. It's one thing when that happens in Breaking Bad with a totally fictional main character. But what's our responsibility as filmmakers when the subjects of our documentaries are real people with real lives? or when the issues at stake in our film are real issues that are actually happening right now in the world. So we're gonna look at the ethical implications of Tiger King and the ethical implications of writing any movie or TV show. But we're also going to be looking at Tiger King without judgment, just like we do with every film we analyze, to discuss what we can learn from it as screenwriters, as documentarians, as TV writers, as adapters of true stories. Because there is a reason that Tiger King is so successful, and that success actually has shockingly little to do with the questionable ethical decisions of its directors. Rather, it has to do with certain foundational ideas of screenwriting, and those are the ideas that we want to learn from the film. So it's important to understand that whether you're writing a big-budget movie, a documentary, miniseries, or even the tiniest little film, or web series, it's important to remember that you have a responsibility to every person who watches to communicate something you believe to be true, something that matters to you. And at the same time, if you want to change the world, you can't just stand on a soapbox. You've got to make sure you put your message into a form that as many people as possible will want to watch. Because you're not going to change the world by preaching to the converted. You're going to change the world by preaching to the people who believe differently from you. So that doesn't mean that you need to create a nice character or someone who saves a cat from a tree. But it does mean writing a main character that people can connect to. And we're going to talk about how you do that. There's a great quote from Michael Moore. Many years ago, I always used to wake up listening to NPR, and one morning I woke up to Michael Moore's voice, and I'll never forget what he said, partially because it was the first thing I heard as I came out of sleep, but also because it was such an incredible lesson for screenwriters. Michael Moore said, and this is a paraphrase, 
I wish young documentarians would remember that people want to have sex after your movie. Listen to that again. I wish young documentarians would remember that people want to have sex after your movie. So many filmmakers think of filmmaking as a delivery mechanism for a message, and it is. As filmmakers, we have a tremendous power to shape the way people look at heroism and cowardice and good and bad and how to be in the world. We have power to shape the mythologies that give us value and teach us how to treat other people. We have tremendous ethical power in our message, but it's important to remember that the audience isn't coming for your message. Your message is just the thing you happen to deliver underneath. Whether you're writing Tiger King or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or Save the Tiger, or Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo, what your audience is coming for is the same thing. What your audience is coming for is a feeling. We call that feeling a genre experience, and it's the only reason anybody ever comes to see a movie or ever turns on a television. Because it's the only reason you ever go to see a movie or ever turn on a television. You turn on the television or you go watch a movie because you want to feel something. And our genre experiences, our genre experiences are very strong. Oftentimes when we think about genre, we break it down into categories like romantic, comedy, drama, documentary, thriller, horror film. But this is the most oversimplified possible way to think about genre. And if you're making a documentary, you know that Super Size Me and Bowling for Columbine and Tiger King are as far different as three documentaries could be. That in fact, they live in completely different genres. If you're writing a TV series, you know that Westworld and Succession, even though they're both TV dramas, are as far away from a genre perspective as they could possibly be. You know that Fleabag and Arrested Development are as different genre-wise as TV series could ever be, even though they're both TV comedies. And similarly, you would recognize that A Quiet Place and Chucky are as far apart genre-wise as two horror movies could be. And you start to realize that genre is not a label that you put on a movie, it's a feeling. The easiest way to find your genre as a writer is to start writing and to create that experience for yourself and to notice what experience you're responding to and do more of that. If you're making a documentary, the way you find your genre is you start shooting and you get curious and you wonder, where does the story lie? Where do I feel that emotional connection? What's the feeling that I'm looking for? What feels truthful? And then you do more of that. Tiger King has come under fire from a lot of people for its ethical concerns. People are fairly asking, how can you make a documentary about tigers and barely deal with the conservation issues? In fact, one of my dear students sent me a really beautiful email after I mentioned to her that I was going to do this podcast. And she said, hey, look, you have to talk about these ethical issues because the miniseries really glossed over them. Everybody's talking about saving Joe Exotic, but not enough people are talking about saving these tigers that are still being bred and living in captivity. And that concern is fair. And I think most people share that concern. And I think, like most people, that it's wrong to distort the facts in order to make your horrible protagonist seem more likable.
But I also want to ask another question, which is, why did so many of these same ethically-minded people enjoy Tiger King so much? Because I'm going to make a positive assumption about the American public and assume that most people don't believe in the exploitation of animals. And I'm going to suggest that they did not love Tiger King because of the distortion of facts, but rather they loved Tiger King because of the genre experience. At the start of the COVID-19 crisis, none of us were thinking, man, I would really like to watch a documentary about the horrible treatment of animals and how that needs to change. We were all thinking the same thing. I need to escape from this horrible apocalypse for a little while. The person who wants the wild escapism feeling right now is a completely different person from the one who wants the this needs to change feeling right now even if it's the same person. If you deliver the wild escapism feeling that your wild escapism audience came for, they will happily accept your this needs to change message. And if you deliver the this needs to change message that your this needs to change audience came for, they will happily accept your wild escapism. But if you don't deliver the feeling the audience came for, they will eat you alive. And you can see how both sides of that happened in the aftermath of Tiger King. The This Needs to Change audience finished the documentary Ready to Kill. And the Wild Escapism audience finished the documentary Ready to Personally Liberate Joe Exotic from Prison. Now, does that mean that if you write a Wild Escapist story, you're going to have automatic success? Or that if you write a This Needs to Change movie, you're going to have automatic failure? Absolutely not. Think about the success of movies and shows like Spotlight or Bowling for Columbine or An Inconvenient Truth or Chernobyl or The Wire. And you'll see that it wasn't the genre that determined the success of Tiger King. It was the times. Tiger King hit at the perfect time. It hit at a time when we all needed an escape from reality. We all needed something light and fun and crazy that could just take us away from being locked up in our homes and frightened for our loved ones. Nor was it necessary for Tiger King to take the creative leaps it did with the truth. As you can see, as you get a little deeper into the documentary, and the political issues about the treatment of these tigers and the true darkness of this world do actually start to emerge, they go down effortlessly with all that sugar. This is why you never write the genre you think others are looking for. Because times are always changing faster than you can write. You always write the genre that matters to you. And then you wait for society to catch up. Once you understand the feeling you're creating, your job as a writer is really, really simple. Whether you're writing a feature film, a TV show, a documentary, a miniseries, a web series, a novel, a play, a comic book, it doesn't matter. Your job is to keep delivering that experience. To make sure that every seven pages or so, you're hitting that feeling. So that the audience gets what they paid for. If you do this, you can get away with pretty much 
anything else in between. If you hit the genre feeling that you promised your audience, that they bought their ticket for or spent their time watching Netflix for, if you deliver that genre experience, you can get away with your deep political message. You can get away with making your audience think. You can get away with your political commentary. You can get away with pretty much anything. You can get away with your experimental filmmaking if you deliver the feeling that you promised. The challenge that Tiger King had was that it appeared to make two different promises to two different audiences. One audience thought, finally, a documentary about what's happening to these tigers. And the other thought, oh cool, tigers! But the challenge was that the film never made those two promises totally weave together. It ultimately served one audience without serving the other. And I want to point out that this is a choice we all have to make sometimes. Because your film can't be all things to all people. But we also have to make sure that the choice we're making is the right one for what we believe in. That we're actually telling the truth. Because ultimately you need to make sure that what you're delivering is the feeling that you want. And this is very different than trying to deliver the feeling that they want. Because you don't know what they want. Because they don't know what they want. Because what they want is changing all the time, just like what you want is changing all the time. Sometimes you're dying for Chinese foods. Other times you're dying for Indian. Sometimes you just want a burger. You don't know what they want because what they want changes. You don't know what's going to be hot or what's going to be popular. But here's what you do know. What do I want to feel right now? What's the feeling that connects me to this movie that I'm writing? This series that I'm writing, this show that I'm writing, this documentary that I'm creating? What connects me? What makes me feel sad? What makes me feel laughter? What makes me feel concerned? What pulls me in? So the first person you're trying to take on a genre experience is yourself. And the second person you're trying to take on that genre experience is your character. You're trying to create a feeling for them. And the third person, once you've done all that, then you think about how do I shape that genre experience for my audience so that they can have the same cool experience watching that I had writing or shooting or editing or creating. If all of us were good filmmakers, genre would be all you'd need because genre is all anyone's ever buying. All anybody ever wants to buy is genre. In other words, why do you go see a movie? Because you want to feel a certain way. So if you're writing a feature film, what Michael Moore says is probably true. Most people go to a feature film on a date, which means they want to feel hot. And different experiences get different people hot. Some people get hot over action movies. Some people get hot over a good romance. Some people get hot over a movie that makes you feel like you don't want to be a person anymore. Some people get hot over an issue movie. Some people get hot over a horror film. Some people get hot over a psychological thriller. Different people have different experiences that they connect to. So the first question you're asking yourself as you write is, what gets me hot? Well, go ahead and write that. TV works a little bit differently, but it still works in the same way. For most people, TV is not a date night. For most people, TV is a ritual. 
But that ritual is also designed to create a feeling. The feeling's important. There's a reason you're watching Tiger King and curb your enthusiasm right now, because right now there's a part of you that wants to escape. So it's natural to be drawn to this genre experience. I can't remember the last time I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm prior to this crazy crisis. So different moments bring up different genre needs, and that's why you can't ever time the market because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to be hot from a genre perspective, and the thing that made no sense yesterday makes total sense today. But you can go inside and you can find, where do I connect? What do I love about my script? What do I love about this terrible scene I just wrote? What's the one element that I love? What's the feeling that that element gives me? Okay, cool. How do I create more of that? How do I push that further? How do I explore it? In television, we show up the same way. We want to feel the same way every time we watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. We want to cringe and laugh at silly neuroses. Imagine if you watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm and it ended like an episode of Succession. You'd be upset. And imagine if you showed up for an episode of Succession and suddenly Kendall couldn't get over some little quirk his assistant had. You'd be like, what? So. Now you understand the hook of Tiger King and you understand why people, all kinds of people, got so hot about it. At a different time, a documentary like Tiger King might not have had the same commercial success, but it still would have had the same structural success. And that's what we're going to talk about next episode. Why did audiences fall in love with this unlikely, unlikable character and how Regardless of what you think of it, the ethics of Tiger King, how was the structure of the miniseries designed to make you fall in love that way? That's what we're going to be talking about next episode, so stay tuned. If you've been struggling to get your writing going again during the crisis, I would like to make you aware of a couple of things we've got going on for our students. The first is we have a free Quarantini's happy hour of writing lessons and exercises and community every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's hosted by me and I bring a special guest each week and it's a really fabulous community. You can come for free. If you can afford to make a donation, we'll match it and apply it to our scholarship fund. If you can't, just bring yourself and your creativity. The second thing that we're doing is that for every full price class that's sold during this period, we're giving away two 50% off scholarships to allow people who've been affected by the crisis to come and study with us at 50% off. So if you've been affected by the crisis, you can check on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com scholarship and we'll let you know if we have scholarships available and you can self-identify and you'll get a scholarship instantly if you need to take a class. And if you're able to afford a class, you can know that your money is not only going to help you pursue your passions, but also to help other people pursue theirs. And you can find more information about both of these on my website, uh, writeyourscreenplay.com slash quarantinis for the free event and writeyourscreenplay.com slash scholarship for the scholarships.